In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost, Amen. We started Lent with this temptation of Christ. One of the temptations of Christ was the devil trying to get Christ to turn stone into bread because because he was hungry after fasting for 40 days. And we saw how our Lord was tempted and how he resisted that temptation. And then today the church presents us with this other gospel of our Lord seemingly doing precisely what the devil was asking him to do in the desert. Not turning stone into bread, but this multiplication of loaves. And we find over the course of the life of our Lord, him, both of these themes, him fasting at these different times, going away from the people and praying with God and fasting. And we also find him at different points in his life feasting, especially this one example of feasting at the the wedding of Cana. And in order to understand our Lord, we have to see both of these sides of him, because if we only take one, perhaps we look at the only times where he's he's feasting, we can take it as a write-off or a license to indulge. Or, on the flip side of that coin, if we only look at the times where he is fasting, we, could, we might say, well, all pleasure is bad, and we must always fast and abstain from these things. But God has given us these things, and we're meant to be good stewards of them. He's given us our life, and he's given us all of these things that we could use in our life, and we have to use, we have to learn how to have a good relationship with them. And because pleasure is something that can very easily take hold of us and take over, there's a special virtue that we need to regulate pleasure. And that is this virtue of temperance. And temperance is not immediately what, what we think in this country is the temperance movement, which was, which was completely abstaining from alcohol altogether. That's not what the virtue of temperance is. Temperance is not simply just a suppression or abstaining from all of these kinds of pleasures. It's recognizing them and having, having a proper order towards them. And the, the purpose, the point of temperance is to give us this interior order so that we have this peace. Because otherwise, we're, we're led by different kinds of pleasures here and there, and it's pulling us in different directions, and we don't have that interior peace. So yes, there's an element of suppression, but, but the, the, the purpose of temperance is to give us this interior peace. 
And what comes with this interior peace, it, it doesn't necessarily mean that we have to abstain from every kind of pleasure in the world. Because God has, has put these pleasures there for a specific reason, and in an ordered way, and not inordinately, we're meant to enjoy them. Of course, the danger is always to be, to be more attached to that pleasure. But in an ordered way, it's something that is a good thing. For example, if we never enjoyed eating food, we might never sustain ourselves with food. So God puts that pleasure there to encourage us, encourage us to do that. But that doesn't mean that we have to eat for the point of pleasure. So temperance moderates this pleasure. It doesn't suppress it, destroy it. It moderates it. And it also helps us to understand that Yes, we're searching, for, we want joy in our life, but joy doesn't, and it doesn't primarily come from pleasure. And this is something very pertinent, especially in, in, on today's Sunday. Today is it's Laetare Sunday, which means to rejoice. We're more than halfway through Lent. Um, there's flowers on the altar, so these, these little things the church is doing to tell us, yes, to rejoice, but we don't need pleasure to rejoice. That's one of these, the, the great lies of the world, that pleasure is synonymous with joy and happiness. And if we don't have pleasure, we won't be happy. And yes, it can help and it can, it can be something that, that helps our happiness, but it can't be an end in itself. And what really gives us that joy, what we're really searching for, is something more than just pleasure. It has to be something more. Because pleasures come and they go, and they don't fully satisfy these needs. This, this need or this desire for something more. Perhaps Joseph Pieper, a, a modern philosopher, a Thomistic, put it the best way. He says that the, the trouble is not to arrange a festival, but to find the people with which to share it. In other words, it's, it's not so much what you do, it's who you do it with. And what we desire more than just these, these superficial, artificial pleasures is we want to have connection with people, we want relationships. And ultimately, and what will give us that ultimate joy is this relationship with our Lord Jesus Christ. And for all eternity, what will give us this unending joy is this contemplation of God. So yes, Lent is a time for mortifications, and that's an we could say that's an integral element, integral part to, to the virtue of temperance. It's a bit like, like pruning a tree. Why do, do these fruit trees have to be pruned every, every year, every, every now and again? 
Because when you cut these things off, you cut these branches off, you have fewer branches and you, have, you, you harvest a, a better and more ripe, more, a bigger fruit. And one of, these pur- one of the purposes of mortifications is, is, is to, to cut ourselves off from this so that we come back and have a healthier relationship with it. St. Thomas, when he's speaking about the virtue of temperance, he says something very interesting. He says that one of the results when we practice the virtue of temperance is that we begin to notice in our life beauty in simple things. And the example he gives is like something like a speck of dust that's caught in a ray of sunlight. Or perhaps something more to the point, after a day of fasting, and we have a simple meal after that, we enjoy and we appreciate that a bit more. In temperance, it, it, it blinds us to these things around us. We're, we're not able to see it because we're always going after and trying to find the next pleasure to satisfy us. Temperance calms us down it gives us that order and helps us to appreciate these things around us. One of the, the proofs of this, this lack of, of temperance, to St. Thomas's point, not being able to see beauty in the world around us, is look at the architecture. Look at the architecture that's built today. It's purely pragmatic, and there's no beauty behind it. And that is, there's many, many, many reasons for that, but one of the reasons is because of this blindness that comes with intemperance. So today, with this gospel, of Christ, the multiplication of the loaves, he reinforces this idea that pleasure is not a bad thing. We just have to have a proper ordered relationship with it. We have to appreciate these things that God has given us. But at the same time, we have to be willing to sacrifice them. And that really is what Lent is all about, is that having a more healthy relationship with these things that God has given us and being able to see that they're not an end in themselves. God has given pleasure associated with things because they are means. We're hungry, we enjoy food, and that's a means to to give us the sustenance and also a means to thank God for a good meal for the, these things that we appreciate when we, when we enjoy these pleasures. But all through all of this, let's ask for the grace to have this detachment, to have this appreciation, but also to have this detachment and to see our Lord Jesus Christ, to see God as our true joy. And this is something, as I said, which 
This is what the beatific vision is. It's enjoying God, it's being with God. But it's something that we can already begin here and now. And let's try to do that during this, this rest of Lent. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost, amen.